Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Last of the Sports Sometime Rich McKinn from the ATS Show I got Coach B with me as always. Uh, well, not as always. He always got something to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, as much as possible on that, baby. As much as possible. You, I, I can count on you, but, you know, you always let me know you got something to do. But we live here uh, in Arizona, Voice America Sport Network. We uh, waiting on Ken. Ken may be at Mardi Gras, I think, uh, with his mask and uh, skirt on. On the, on the couch with his boss on it, too. Yeah, I might be getting you know, a raise. He likes both of those places. He's getting a raise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But look, we, we let's talk about the let's get right into it because there's a, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, man. I do want to talk about the Steelhouse. You guys pulled it off uh, this week after the yeah. first. Uh, let's get into that first, and then I also want to talk about get your opinion on the uh, BYU situation when they uh, dismissed Brandon Davis. There's a lot of things we can get into that real quick, but just to, you know, get your opinion on it, and we'll move on around the league with Miami. We'll go to uh, the Lakers a little bit of that. Uh, we just talk some football. We talk. We'll go around. The, we'll go around the sports world and see what's what. You with me? I'm here, baby. I'm ready to rock and roll. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, how, how you guys do? I mean, I know y'all won, but how'd y'all pull it off? Um, well, you know, we pulled it off in the last uh, 4.8 seconds left in the game. Um, we uh, just, you know, a situation, man. I just, they, they, you know, the, the Richmond team was walking around kind of cocky, thinking they, you know, they went at halftime. We went in, you know, 45, 20, 25-21 with a one-point lead. Uh, they were walking around talking this, talking that. And the funny thing about it is, you know, they didn't have a bus to bring them from the locker room to the facility because of what's going on with the arena this year. A bus? You got to – is it that far from one well, place to the other? Well, what happened was, their, you know, we had the tornadoes last summer. We had a team in buildings that lose their arena, had a bubble uh-huh. for their arena. And then the same thing, same thing happened later on, or the year before last in Dallas with the bubble. Right. So they were in the process of building their arena, and when they found that all these bubbles were having problems, that's structurally problems, they scrapped those plans and made plans to build an actual solid structure for their arena. So what happened was, because they had to do that in, in, um, in Chesterfield County, in VA, you had to redo all your plans over again. So they were pretty much behind the eight ball on that. And um, so we had to play outside for one of the few out, outdoor games um, what? Y'all, you say y'all game. play outside? You played outside. Um, but, you know, we just, there was, was a cocky team walking around prior to the game, and it got to me that they were telling people they were going to beat us by 50. Um, so, of course, you know me and my attitude and how cocky I am. I, had, I said something to the head coach about it. I said, so a rumor going around, y'all going to beat us by 50. But yet last week you only scored six points. So you tell me what, how to, those numbers compute. 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, and I look at game film. You know, we beat them because we just came out and we played good football. We played consistent football. And we made a lot of mistakes, don't get me wrong. But, you know, we're, we're programmed for the fourth quarter as a team. We started that on February 12th. So, and um, we just continue to play, continue um, to do our thing. And to be completely honest with you, and if anybody's listening uh, who knows me, I ran the same play from the five-yard line until we scored the hole for, one, for 52 seconds left in the game. I ran the same play down the field until they stopped it, and they couldn't stop it. We just hit, we just hit all four different receivers at four different times. Are you doing the? Are you are you doing the offensive coordinating? Or, yeah, I'm or offensive you, coordinator. Okay, so you so you calling the plays? I'm calling plays. I just ran the same play down the field just to prove a point to him uh-huh. and to their team. And we threw a touchdown on their bench in front of their bench, and it went out of bounds in, in their bench. Okay, you, so it, was a, it was a it was it was more of a statement than anything else. But them guys not making the same mistakes they made in the first game, and then and do you think that first game that first game loss helped you guys this week? And did they get focused? Now they know what it's about. Now they know how to approach this game. Uh, you see, y'all 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 programmed to to win the game in the fourth quarter, so y'all can finish strong. Jolly, yeah, so, most definitely. Quam. What happened, man? With first game, we just you know we just made mental mistakes. We made some mental mistakes. Honestly, we left about forty nine points on the field. Not hitting open receivers, uh-huh. um, you know, just making middle, still making minimal mistakes, but not as many. But we played in the fourth quarter. We made um, catches and we made plays in that fourth quarter and last minute. We had also in the first week we had a last minute of the game. We could have won too. Okay. Um, but we just made, didn't make as many mistakes. Our kicker came through this week. Um, better in special teams, as you know, special teams win games. We um, also lose games for you, and um, it hurt us in the first week, but came through in the second week. So. You know, overall, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about next week. We play Richmond again here at home for our home opener. Back to back. Back to back. Uh, we have a bye week this weekend. And then you got them uh, we next got week them at home. They come up here. We're going to bang them out up here too. Okay. Well, you, you know, you get a, a group of guys that want to win. Sometimes they can learn how to win uh, through some losses, and then it seems like you guys bounce back from that first week. And you still had a chance to win that game in the first week, but they bounced back. A lot of guys who – some of those guys didn't play, played this week, and they understand the importance of being part of a team and, and going out there and just doing your job and let everything else take care of sir. Yeah, what they're realizing right now, Kwame, is the fact of – like, you know, I told them uh, – I have programmed as a, as a coach, as a head coach, and as a staff, we have programmed them um, – with resilience and to win the fourth quarter. If we can play the fourth quarter, we can win the fourth quarter. We win every game we win. That's good. Um, fourth quarter is a football. So, you know, the best thing about it is the guys who didn't get to play the first week actually came in and actually played a little bit the second week. Um, and that was a tough decision because we have a bye week this week, getting ready for Richmond next week. And, some, you know, I had to bring some new people in just you know, to stop the complacency throughout the team. So, Well, you know what? Me and Ken talked about that. Speaking of Ken, um, He's on the line. But we did talk about, you know, the guy called you last week. You said you wanted to go and try him out. Hey, the, the guy called you last week, wanted to try out. You said you had to bring some new guys in. Sometimes you got to do that to wake some, some of those guys up, let you know you can be here this week and go on next week. Well, you know, the reason I did that, what's up, Ken? Um, we got uh, Dion from the Detroit. Reason, <laughs> the reason I did that was because, you know, we, for the last two weeks in a row we had a, we had a very horrible Thursday practice. Oh, okay. And when yeah. I say horrible, I mean last Thursday. The first Thursday, I went off, had an aneurysm almost. So last you, Thursday, I walked out. I said, you know what, I'm done, and I walked out of practice. Horrible, huh? Yeah, that was, bad. that's how horrible it was. Receivers dropping balls, hitting them right in their hands. Um, 
offensive linemen just, you know, not on, not listening to the snap count, snapping the ball over my quarterback's head. There was just a time we weren't mentally there, and I walked out of practice. I said, I'll see you all tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and I left. See, I like that. I don't have no problem with that because uh, uh, if I come back and this happened again, some of y'all won't be here. And I told them that. I like Marty that. Morning work did, Marty Morning work did was in, in Detroit. Yeah, I like that, but Detroit was sorry, too. Yeah, so they, but again, though, it's a, it proves a point to these players. And, you know, like I told them, I said, yeah, understand something. You guys come down a dozen. Understand that. Right. You know, you got other people out there trying to get in your position on these teams. So, right. well, look, I tell you what, we're gonna follow the Steelhawks. Uh, so, that congratulations on the win uh, last Appreciate week. It. Well, we're gonna follow you guys and keep us up on that. We can't. Was the head coach, so it felt really good. Nice, nice. We're gonna keep track of that because you you got them on the right track. I think so. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, what's going on, fella? We got a caller. Do we still we still got Dion from uh, Detroit on the line? What's going on, fellas? Dion, what's yeah, up? Detroit. Dion from Detroit. What's up? What's Detroit. up, Dion? What's up, Coach B? Ain't chilling, baby. How you doing? Dion, what's, right. up? what's up? What's going on, Dion? What's going on in Detroit besides uh, that uh, animosity y'all got over there with the Pistons? I don't know, man. I ain't been into none of that. I've just been chilling, man. Wanted to call in and give y'all a shout-out, man. I ain't talked to y'all in a minute. Uh, when you heading back to uh, Arizona? I'll probably be back down there this week, later on this week. Oh, for real? Yeah. Mm, got a little too cold for you, hunting in Detroit. Yeah, man, I got get tired of wearing all these layers of clothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm in short sleeves and uh. Quam, quam, leave that alone, bro. I'm, I'm in short alone. sleeves. I'm PA, man, don't come at me like that. Try to hear all that. I'm up here in PA. It's cold. It's cold. Uh, boy, you know how Arizona is, man. I know. I might. I'm trying to get out there uh, next week. I'm at the next bye week, which is the 26th. Man, you better stay there and, and get keep that uh ship rolling. I mean, I come out for my bye week. Mm. I right. get my guys a couple but, days off. I come out and get my golf on. Well, you know the, you know your guys. You the head no, coach. Definitely yeah. not going to stay there. And let me ask you guys, uh, Dion, appreciate yeah. you calling, man. man. Uh, hit us up. Come to the studio next week, Dion, when you get in town. Or, or you know, uh, you like that Kavasi, so uh, holler at me. All right, y'all. I'll call you. <laughs> All right, D.B. Say, baby. All right, man. Y'all too. All right, man. All right, appreciate no. you calling. Let me get uh, Ken. We was talking about uh, we was talking about uh, coach team. They won the game, but also in the opening, I, I want to get you guys a assessment, your little your opinion. We got four minutes to break on the dismissal of the uh, starting quarter for uh, BYU. Uh, good for him. Brandon Davis. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? The thing is, is he grew up in uh, Provo, Utah, so he knows all about what's going on as far as uh the code of conduct there, mm-hmm. and I and I, I don't know. I got a kind of mixed feelings about that. But you know, he, issue, he it, it is. He, he's a kid. He's a kid, but he knew uh, when you sign there, you not only sign a letter of intent, uh, you sign a, uh, a conduct code, a code, code, of, conduct, code yeah. of conduct uh, that can be detrimental uh, if you break it. Now, he's seventeen. Now, oh, you probably thirty nine, forty, Ken, huh? 39. 39. So you probably had your first relation around 37. Uh, so, uh, no, he, <laughs> so wrong. He's a clown. Now, he, now, he's a kid. Now, he did break it, and he, he knew that. I want to know how they found that out. Like, how, between him and somebody else, how does that get out? Uh, well, you know, you go to uh, mass and you confess it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, then, then I guess the, the advice that he received was to go and just, you know, that is, you know. First of all, they don't go to mass. They, <laughs> they Catholic. Whatever they go to. But you know what? This kind of reminds me of a situation back when uh, a certain football player who, coming out of Miami, uh, was a high-profile athlete, 
goes and decides he wants to start learning how to ride a motorcycle in a parking lot and what this clown does. Goes over the handlebar and breaks his leg, right? Mm-hmm. You know what we're talking about. Kellen Winslow Jr. Right. All right? You knew you signed that letter saying that you wasn't supposed to be riding motorcycles and stuff like that. And guess what they were able to do? Recoup some of that signing bonus. So that was a discipline issue right there to keep you from uh, hurting yourself off the field, doing things that you're not supposed to do. Same in this instance right here. You sign a letter. You know you're not supposed to be having sex, you know, going to BYU. It's a school. It's the Mormon school. You know how they are. You knew this growing up. And I just see it as a discipline issue, just, you know, why he was uh, suspended for the, for the season. Good for the coach I mean, to go ahead Can and suspend the for the season. I think it was great. Well, you know what? I don't think it. I mean, first of all, he did sign a lot of code of conduct, so he knew the re- what the repercussions were if that was to happen. But back in 1997-98, one of my old players and um, a couple of guys that went to BYU from South Central to play football, um, they also got kicked out of school because – they were in the they were in the actual duplex that somebody was having sex with their girlfriend. So are they around it, they can still get kicked out. I guess so. Um, but the situation is, is okay. I understand these are college students. I understand you have a code of conduct, okay. But whoever ratted them out or whoever told on them, um, you know, they did it with very malicious intent. Well, well, Ken said he went to mass, or what? He confessed to somebody. They don't have mass, Mormons. Don't well, have we, mass, know, so we know Ken they don't have. Don't ma- we know they don't have mass, but he said he, they confessed to um, someone. You think that? You think that might have been a possibility? Because if somebody ratted him out, then that's yeah. I don't know if, if you well, if you if you that, if that, that was the case, then they should. They, why they they say he couldn't play sports, but they didn't kick him out of school. Yeah, whatever. That's what I have a problem with. If you if you go, oh, he can't he kick him off the team, but he can't. But you're not gonna kick him out of school. What's the deal? I mean. You got, you got to be able to do one or the other. Well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna chastise him and, and discipline him, then discipline him the right way and kick him out of school. Well, let, let me tell you but this. Remember, he wasn't kicked off the team. He was suspended for the season. He can come back next year. This is nothing but a disciplinary reaction. If uh, that's a stupid discipline. And he, he was also let me tell you he was also allowed to cut down the strings when they won the uh, what yeah. is they in the West when they won the West he was allowed to cut down the strings the uh, strings and. The applaud that he got when he was cutting down, he was the second to last guy to do it. I think they got a point guard over there that's real nice, um, was the last guy. Frederick, leading scorer. Yeah. He was the second to last guy to cut down the screen. They cheered him like he just, like they was at a rock concert. Um, even after being uh, breaking the code of conduct uh, that BYU has, uh, being suspended for the year, even possibly maybe hurting his team down the road somewhere because he's um he's, he he's averaging eleven point one points. He's the second uh, on the team in rebounds with uh, six point two. Uh, he's he's a sophomore, like you said, he can come back next year. But the cheers this guy got when he cut down the strings, which means not everybody at BYU really goes by that code of conduct. No, they don't. But the simple fact he's an athlete, they want to hold him in high regards. And that's again, that's again, you holding athletes and kids in high regard. That's where, that's where you're wrong here from the get go. Well, at least he, uh, well, it's a disciplinary action, like Ken said, but the, the the best thing about it is he get to stay in school. So now he can, well, he still has to be around for his team, too. But uh, as far as that, you know, cheering and sitting on the bench, I don't think he's going to be too much of a distraction sitting on the bench. But you got to think, you know, what he could have brought to his team. They're about to go into the finals, not the final, but the March Madness is about to start. 
They're going to need this guy. They, BYU has a pretty good team. Hey, hey, Kwan. What's up? I got another perspective right here. I'm going to let somebody else give it to you. I got Andre Smith here, who's a famous, uh, popular Arizona State cornerback who played with uh, Jake Plummer and, and Tillman and that Rose Bowl team that went to the Rose Bowl. Well, how about this? We're going to take a break, uh-huh. and we'll come back, and we'll get with him, and we'll, we'll get his uh, his assessment on it. It's Kwame Lots of Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air former philadelphia eagle james loving is your host and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Quarm Live Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We got another guest on the line hanging out with Ken in the ATL. Andre Smith. Choose. Yeah, choose when he hangs out with a little bit better. Dre, you went to uh, ASU? Yes, sir. ASU, huh? So you was what? Yeah, you was I was what? there from uh, 95 to 98, and then I actually uh, transferred to Northern Arizona uh, from 98 to 2000, finished up there. So did you get the Rose Bowl in? That yes, was a 98. I, I was on that Rose Bowl team, got the ring, I was in the picture and everything. When David Boston did the thing to y'all in the, in the corner, back of the end zone? Man, you know what, man? Yeah, I remember that. The, <laughs> the thing that made it worse is I went to high school with Joe Jermaine. Joe Jermaine. Yeah, he's out, he, he's from, uh, he's out this way. In Mason. Mason. Yeah. yeah. Mason, Arizona. Uh, we both went to Mountain High School in Mason, Arizona. Out. So it was kind of even worse losing to him. Yeah, Joe Yeah, exactly. Joe Jermaine, uh, Mesa, was some school? Mountain Point, you said? Mountain View. Mountain View. Mountain View. Yeah, that's, all, that's all the same. Arizona High School is all the same. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Dre, give me, get, we were talking about the BYU situation, and you got another situation that uh, it, when you brought it up off the air, it kind of, I remember the situation, uh, but we were talking about Brandon Davis over BYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, actually, I went to school with uh, Ronnie Jenkins, uh, who went to BYU and got put out of school pretty much for the same reason. And he had to transfer uh, in order to continue his uh, career. But uh, it's, it's just kind of funny because that school just has their, their policy with, you know, because it's a Mormon school, you know, they have their uh, policy as ethics code. And it's, it's, it's kind of curious how they even go about, you know, issuing that type of policy with college kids. Yeah, I, I know what, you know right, right. Because Ken, like I said, he started about two years ago. Now, you asking, uh, he was able to hold out till he was 37. <laughs> 
you were asking you asking a a seventeen year old mm, no, he's probably still in high school. I know I was still in high school. You asking a nineteen year old kid uh, depends I don't know, man. It depends on how he was raised, but you asking him not to engage in relationships on a uh, campus. Uh maybe that's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Kids gonna make mistakes, um, and and I think that is a, a mistake if you do it on them. But they got a code of conduct, co- code of conduct, not to do it. I don't know how they expect people not to do that. They don't check everybody; they just don't catch everybody. Right, right. And I think the biggest thing is that's just their religion. You know, they they preach that you know no sex before marriage, which most you know religions do, but they're very strict with it. And I think that you know they need to help these kids who are not part of that religion understand really what the consequences are for, for doing something outside of their code. Well, if, if my religion is something else and yours there and I decide to go to BYU, I don't have to uh, live up to your code of conduct. I, I mean, I, I'm not breaking any, I'm not going to jail for it. Exactly. It's not like, and that's the thing with Ronnie, like he was pretty much a, a A-plus citizen, never did anything wrong, got good grades, and that was the only, you know, mark on his whole record was that one incident when he was in school. So well, it's kind of like you you got a daughter and you got a son. You kind of raise them different. Your, your girl, your your daughter, she better not have more than one boyfriend. But your son, man, he got two or three girlfriends. You're not really condoning that. You just tell him one girlfriend is enough. Mm-hmm. One is enough. Uh, so it's like Ronnie. He goes out there. He he does all the good, all the right things. Get good grades. But only blemishes uh, on his records that he had relations with his, with his girlfriend. Right. That's the right. only blemish he got. He had relations with his girlfriend. And, and, and that's, but, a, that's a crazy thing to have a blemish on, you know. You know, and I think he even went so far to try and marry the girl to try and, you know, rectify. But at that point, it was just too late. He just had to go. Yeah, well, if any uh, moms out there, you want to give some uh, cl- clarification on this, 888-346-9144. Yeah. Uh, we need oh, some, we do, my world. We, Four, four of you are uh, four, four, retarded. <laughs> Why y'all say that hey, word, bro? Hey. Hey, um, I mean, you got to look at this also. Is this something that you think the NCAA needs to uh, step their foot into the situation? Because uh, you got to look at other schools like Notre Dame, Catholics. Uh, you got St. Mary's, St. Joe's, who's going to be in the tournament this year. Santa Clara, who's been in, into uh, the, the field, who might be in this year as well. You know, is this something where the NCAA needs to step foot in and say, hey, you're, uh, you're, you're, the religion schools needs to... Uh, do something about this code of conduct because it's not something that affects the NCAA and uh, their eligibility to play basketball because he was suspended for the whole season. You know what? And you know what? As much trash as we talk on this show and we have fun doing it, uh, and I don't think the NCAA need to come in because he could have went to any school he wants to. He knew he uh, in, in uh, Brandon Davis' situation. He grew up in Provo, Utah, so he knows he knows where he is. He knows what what that area is about. You could have went to any school you want to. And when you signed that, you just broke their code of conduct. You could have went to Utah. You could have went to Utah State. You could have well, went to you a... Gotta, you know, you got to live by the rope. You got to, you know, you make a decision, you got to live for the... You gotta live and and, and even though, and I talk about him being a kid, yeah, he is a kid. Uh, but when you sign with that, uh, when you sign with BYU, you knew there were certain things you could not do. Now, we joke around with it. I don't think the NCAA... Um, because oh, oh, all they're going to say is he knew what he was getting into when he signed at BYU. This is his second year there. Well, I don't think the NCAA can sit here and tell uh, – they can tell you what you can, you know, through their rules, but their rules doesn't don't um, supersede the school's rules as far as, um, you know, religious – And his uh, sanctions. And code of conduct and all that stuff. So 
Yeah. Well, well I guess the good thing about it is he's not a senior, right? He's a sophomore. Sophomore. So, I mean, he still has a chance to, to transfer to another school and, and revive his career. You know, if, if he chooses to go to a, another Division One A school, uh, what we used to call it, you know, he has to sit out a year. But if he goes to what we used to call one double A, he can pick right up where he left off next year. I don't, I don't think he has to even transfer to go that far. But uh, he's a sophomore. He, he's he's one of the top guys on that team. He come back next year as a junior and put up even better numbers. He's uh, eleven point. He averaged eleven points. He's a uh, six point two rebounds a game. So. He's six foot nine. Jump to the NBA. Yeah, he's six Unless foot nine. This happened towards the end of the season, like this, where he has an opportunity where he can get his skills assessed by the NBA and mm-hmm. see if he's worth a, a top, you know, first, second round, you know, draft pick to come on out. And you know, he did, uh, the, the, the scouts out there they're going to sympathize with him. Uh, sports writers are going to sympathize with him, and you know, sympathy into the draft goes a long way. I tell you this: if I'm if I'm thinking about drafting this guy, I'm not. Uh, there was two things I'm looking at. I'm looking at that the only trouble he got in was he was with his girlfriend. Now, I may look at this, uh, depending on where I'm coming from or where I'm drafting him from, is that, well, he signed his name on something he didn't hold up to it. That's the only blemish that I would, or uh, you look at him under magnified that he didn't hold up, hold up to his word. But the only trouble he got in was he was with his girlfriend, he had relations on campus. Yeah, he's not out there trying to... Uh, manipulate the system. He's not there trying to pull a uh, free a shoes. Moss. He's not pulling a. He's not trying to get free flyers, shoes. You know, you know, pe- players are steadily getting into trouble uh, intentionally. You know, def- you know, trying to beat the system. Right. You know, uh, he wasn't doing that. He was literally trying to, you know, make something happen with his girlfriend. You know, I mean, you never know what's the situation between between him and his girlfriend. Are they talking about getting married? You know. Yeah, well, he, uh, this is not just somebody that he was just just selling these, just sleeping with. This is his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't no, it wasn't no, no jump off, no one night standing like that. So, you know, I mean, again, though, but but the overall situation is, is the same thing with my guys here, and 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 still with the Steelhawks, they have there's a code of conduct. If you disrespect that code of conduct, I'm going to release you. No is, questions asked. Is that by you or by the um, by, by the con- organization? Okay, and my code of conduct be hey, simple because of, excuse me. Kwame, coach talking about his jump-offs now. <laughs> I ain't talking about no jump-offs. I ain't married, so I don't follow him. He's talking about his situation. Uh, what, what um, what's your code of conduct over there with the uh, Steelhawks? Yeah, you got to be a good citizen. I mean, you know, you, know, you got to be unaware, be, always be aware of what's, who you're around and what's around you. Um, be a good citizen. That means taking care of your responsibilities within the community, with your home, um, not getting arrested. Um, I don't care. You can go out to the club, take home as many one night stands as you want. That ain't my problem. Really? Just that ain't no. Sure. That ain't being a good citizen. It is a good being a good citizen. They ruin these girls' mind thinking they, they girls uh, ruin their mind for letting them been put in that situation. It ain't the dude's fault. They it's the girl's fault. So it's the girl with me. Let's, let's yeah. leave that. Let's leave that alone. Wait a minute now. Get yourself together before you get smacked, boy. You smack uh, me, Slim. <laughs> now you it, telling it, me it so it's okay? Fault. Hey, when it, you go to the club, when you go to Scottsdale, and you look like you're a ball player, every chick in there. Looking at you, asking and trying to get drinks and want to be around you. That's how it is. That's the girl's it, fault. It's the girl's fault. But and the guys, the, but the guys know it, so they go to Scottsdale and and, 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 and 
had a chick around. Solve a situation like that. That's when you you deal with the repercussions, bro. Oh well, I guess the good citizens you can have a bunch of one night stands. Do what you got to hey, do. You can do what you got to do. You know, hey, hey, you've been a good citizen. I'm just you. saying. I mean, you know how you try to play devil's advocate with me. I'm trying to figure out what's your code of conduct or where is your leeway when they do when they when they when they do when they do get in trouble. Do you suspend them for four games or you kick them off the team? I, I release them. You get arrested, I'm releasing you. I'm lying. They ain't being a good citizen. Getting in trouble so, having, have, you know, going through three or four different girls that are friends, that's between you and those girls. But, so you, but you do like give somebody. They can make, the, women make a, the women make the valid decision themselves. To say, yeah, I'm going to sleep with him. And tomorrow, yes, and tomorrow I ain't mean to do this. Rape. Yeah, that's, hey, then that's a cap between you and that girl. I'm going to release you. So you don't. So you do give people a second chance, though, or you do? Uh, okay, you. There's nobody on your team with a with a criminal record. Nobody on my team with a criminal record. We do a background check. Okay, I'm, I'm just asking because I, I want to know if you give them second chance. I'm trying to figure out where's your leeway. You can be a stern coach, uh, but you you do have some room for error. Yeah, and the error comes for mental mistakes on the field. <laughs> uh, that's my error. If you out in the community and you kill somebody, you rape somebody, you dealing drugs, you're you know, you're doing other stuff, that's a personal decision that you made. Then he's gone. I don't have, have a low tolerance have no tolerance for that. Well you, well you shouldn't have tolerance for rape and killing somebody. Uh, any uh-huh. anything like that. Any of that. I have no tolerance for it. If you go out there if you want to go out there and, 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 and buy you a a, a dime pack a dime sack, something like that. That's you went and bought it. You get caught with it, you got to deal with repercussions from that. What if he buy and don't get caught, but you know he's smoking and he just didn't get caught? I don't know. I, I, well, I don't see it. He don't want to do it around me, so I don't see it. Hey, Coach. Yeah. We got a question for you. I'm listening. I'm just over here, and I'm, I'm just curious. If, if you had a player like Michael Vick that got out of jail and was looking for a second chance, would you give him a chance to play on your team? Not according to him. <laughs> well, I give a guy like Michael that's, Vick. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, that's, that's the second chance that, that man's been given. So I just was curious if he would get a chance to play on your team. Each situation is a, like that. Each situation uh, will be looked at completely um, in its entirety. Put it like that. Mm-mm, that sound. Mm-mm, that sound like it get depends. That sound like it depends on who the guy is. To me, it sound like that depends on who the guy. is. Michael Vig or that's uh Joe, well, that's what. Joe Blow around the street. I tell you what. In two thousand and five, when I was with the Streetport Battle Wings, Chad Johnson's little brother uh-huh. was on my team. Okay. So it, it depends on the individual. Because, again, you know, you're going to jail for killing somebody. You know, it's a different story. The community is not going to be, be so much to, to uh, open their hearts and, hand, and arms out to you. Okay? Now, the situation of Michael Vick, the only reason Mike Vick went to jail because Mike Vick lied. If Mike never lied, Mike would have never saw a, a day in jail. So you would sign Dante Stallworth. Now they started with they get convicted of what? What did he get convicted of? You because you've been there, you this been on your head for a while, can I know? It's so been on mine too. But <laughs> if you don't follow the law, you know, you know, in Florida, you get hit. That's on you. The guy that hey, hold on. Okay. That man was not in the crosswalk. Still, you Thank made a conscious decision to get behind that wheel. All right, dig this, dig this. Hey, this Kwame Lash for the Sports Sometime Rich Show. We be back in two minutes because I, I see where this going. I had to break this up. We be back yeah, in two yeah, minutes. <laughs> Get ready.
ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. All right, welcome back to the Quarmel Sports Sometime. Rich McCann from the ATL. We still got Dre with us, too. Yes, sir. All right, we got Dre uh, from the uh, ATL. Well, Dre is in the ATL. I don't know what he's doing out there, but he's with Ken. I think they was meeting with Ken's boss on the couch. Look, we got uh, he went to ASU, uh, played in Rose Bowl. Uh, David Boston put that thing on him, but it was a good game. It was Jake Plummer that turned into the snake that year. That's the only thing he put on. All right, man, what are we talking about? We were talking about uh, conduct of detrimental or conduct codes and stuff like that. What about Terrell Pryor? Doing what he, Terrell Pryor with so much talent over there at the Ohio State University, uh, who's number one. Do you think all this stuff is coming out, what he's doing? Now, he is doing it. He is getting in trouble. But because their basketball team is number one, do you think this is trying to be a distraction to the university? Ken? You know what? I have to go back to when they were first recruiting Terrell Pryor. I don't know if you remember the basketball game, the Michigan basketball game that they were in the stands watching. It was him and uh, the coach of the uh, Wolverines now. They were sitting in the stands with Terrell Pryor, and he was really just sitting there twittering or whatever he was doing. And uh, the coach Rodriguez was you know, trying to sit there and talk to him. I guess they were just doing a recruiting. But he had showed no interest in the game or with Rodriguez. It was like he knows that he, I'm the man. I can do whatever I want. I can get, whatever, get away with whatever I want. Is that his image? The story's going on is that he's been doing this already for a while. Jim Trestle's known about it for a while and just covered it up. Now, if it's true that Jim Trestle has known about this for a while, he's out of there. He's gone. But what that got to say about coaches who preach all this, um, you know, discipline and all they talk about is I don't know what's going on. Uh, he can only control what's going on on the field. But if he known about this and he actually covered this up, what's that got to say about the coaches who's out here, who's uh, 
who's, who's covering up for these players doing these things. I mean, that's got to say something about the coach's character. I'll let Coach speak on that, but I will say it's just all about winning if, it's the, if it comes to that point. Go ahead, Coach. So, and we all know the fact. In NCAA, it's all about winning games. These coaches know everything that goes on from the time it hits their door to the time it goes out their door. They know everything. They play dumbfounded, but they're not. They know what's going on. Now, a lot of times, it's a simple fact of the NCAA just wants to, to act like Big Brother, and that's what they're doing. If Trestle knew about it, okay. For eight months he did. For eight months he knew about it. He knew he, yeah. they were selling uh, memorabilia to a, um, uh, a tattoo parlor, like a tattoo I mean, parlor in Columbus. We all know. We all know that, that that stuff happens. It happens at ASU. It happens at Kansas. It happens at Georgia Tech. It happens everywhere. People want to get Georgia. something on the, on the sneak, and they do it. Mm-hmm. How yeah. these, all these guys in, in the college ranks, all these guys in the NCAA with. 99% of their arms and neck and foreheads tatted. They don't plan on working out the... That, uh, that, that lived, that lived in, in, in low-income areas. How in Sam's heaven do they have all these tattoos? And I know for a fact they cost two, three hundred, four hundred $400 a pop. Easily. That's, that's for a small one. So uh, come uh, on, man. Don't, you know what? NCAA, just wanna, they just want to back Big Brother. Leave these kids alone. You make enough money off, off, off them already. If they got but is, that they're giving to them, isn't this the same they're thing? For, they're not getting it for money; they're getting it for tattoos. Leave them alone. Isn't the same thing though? We talked about uh, Brandon Davis. Uh, he knew what he was getting into when he signed with BYU. But you know, in a, in an NCAA, you can't. Uh, and this is not a Mormon thing or BYU. Now we're talking about Terrell Pryor. Uh, you know, you can't sell sell your memorabilia. Uh, to an outside source of stuff like that. Now, I don't have a problem with it because they don't pay college students enough as much money as they generate for their school. Now, you can you can balance the fact with the say, well, you get an education. But a lot of people that get an education at colleges don't generate the money they make for their school or don't get that job they was looking for. I know a lot of engineers is out of work. Now, they put a lot of uh, time in going to school and mm-hmm. getting all these classes. Uh, but in, in Terrell uh, prior situation, um, should he be dealt with like Brandon Davis? But he will miss five games next year. But the coach knew about the coach knew about this eight months before the season started. And that's going to cost him the bowl game. It could have cost him the bowl game, exactly. One, two. No, it will cost him the bowl game. But the one they just played? Yeah, it's going to cost him the bowl game. But they are they so they have the, those bowl games like coach was saying earlier. Yeah, it generates so much money. It's about winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, those bowl games generate up to twenty million dollars. So, exactly. so if that's gonna cost them the ball game, um, they have to forfeit that money. They have to forfeit some of that money, but they guarantee some of that money because they bring Ohio State travels like Notre Dame travels. That's why they get those bowl games when they can be six and six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do how does how do they other than the five games do you deal with Terrell or is this five games enough? Five games. Uh, well, you gotta look at the five games in college is is more than green. enough. Went down to that recruitment party down in Florida with all those uh, other players and agents, and he sold uh, a jersey, and he just got tapped for four games. What, what, what a kid from, the, the kid from um, North Carolina? Uh, no, University of Georgia. Oh, what about a kid from North Carolina? Not, not Carolina. Not from North Carolina, but you know A.J. Green, the star receiver here at Georgia, he was caught up in that, and he got four games suspension. This is the man that's talking about being the number three pick overall in this year coming draft. Top receiver coming out the draft. Yeah. He got hit for four games suspension at the beginning of the year because he sold a jersey, I believe it was. See, I, I disagree with that. Um, with the uh, it, you don't pay, we can't work. Student athletes can't. Well, athletes can't work um, in college. You're not supposed to. 
You're supposed to just go to school and do your chosen sport. See, there's no money. You, if you can, you can take out loans and stuff, but this is stuff you got to pay back. You don't know how these guys' lives are going to be at the end of their college career. Now they got they leaving school with tons of loans that they have to pay back and no job, possibly no job. And then when you do get a job, you you are already in debt. You don't start making money until you get out of debt. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't agree with these guys not being able to sell their memorabilia to make some money on the side. I don't even know what they do with the money, but hopefully it's just to survive, to have food in the house, to buy shoes and clothes and stuff like that. You're talking about places where it's cold. you got to get a jacket. I had a guy on my team, uh, came in as a freshman out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, running back, pretty good. He was a big eight freshman All-American. He made the, fir- he made the big eight team, first, first team All-Big Eight as a freshman. He has $1,000 in his pocket. He goes into a coat store and steal a coat. He has $1,000 in his pocket, but he goes into a coat store and steal a coat. So uh, the money these guys are trying to hold on to, maybe to survive, now that was a bad decision on him. But the NCAA don't allow us to work, so whatever money we get, we really try to hold on to it in college and use it for food or, you know, sometimes just to hang out. You don't want to hang out. You don't have the money. Yeah, you really have no choice. And, and the, the f- piggyback on what you say, you, you're putting these kids in colleges where they're around all these wealthy kids that come from wealthy families, and they see everything that they have, all the clothes, the cars, right. and don't have to work, like you said, but they have money coming in from their families. And, you know, people from these uh, lower-income areas don't have that. Great point. And, and, I, and I go back to that. Uh, let me skip to this. Where What's the quarterback uh, for Stanford? What's his name? We talked about him before. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. You think Andrew Luck want to come out in the first round and go to a team full of thugs and sorry? That's why I would stay in, too. I would stay in, too, or maybe do the supplement and draft, go to San Francisco where he's going to win, play with his uh, old coach Jim Harbaugh. Um, but you, well, you got a guy like that who's in college, family is well off. I think his dad is the dean at West Virginia or something like that, athletic director at West Virginia. His dad is also a lawyer. These guys have money. These guys don't have to go out there and do what a lot of other kids have to as far as finding a way that may not be so good in, in doing so. You think he's going to come out in the first round and go to a team full of thugs? All he has done is won in college. He's, he, won, he wins. Now you want to ask him to go to Carolina with guys, with, like Rich said, with tattoos on their neck, full of tattoos on their arm. He's not going to play around those thugs. He's going to put himself in a situation. He's going to put it. Got to a fight with every player on that team right before preseason every year. Right, and he's going to put himself in a situation that he's accustomed to where he can go to San Francisco where all they need is a quarterback, and they win in again. And he's familiar with the quarterback. What about the – let's move on to the – y'all got a comment to that? Because I can move on to this Miami Heat and this crybaby stuff. Miami Heat. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go to crybaby. Oh, boy, yeah. Let's go to this Miami Heat, man. And Now – I don't have a problem with the coach saying he was crying because he didn't mention any names, uh, but these guys should be crying. They've they, they blown four games, and, and I do want to know why isn't Dwayne Wade, his team, the Miami Heats, why isn't he taking any of these last-second shots? Can I ask a question here? Kwame played football. I played football. Uh, my man from ASU played football. Uh, Ken played badminton. So, you know, that <laughs> called basketball. Kim uh, like a hooper. Said, he played hockey. <laughs> Kids hockey. Um, you know, and no one. And Eric never said. The coach never said what kind of crying they were. They could have been in the in the, in the locker room. They couldn't um, have been. They couldn't whining. have been. You know how after you lose and you start whining, and you call it crying a little bit, but not really tears come out your eyes. 
it's just, again, media taking something and running with it and, and, and trying to super sensationalize it. We don't know what was going on in there. He could have been talking about, he could have said, he could have said the other word instead of saying crying. What, would it be? Yeah. He could have said that word. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you know, it is what it is. You know, grown men, when you have a situation like that, it bothers you. You know, I won my first game as a head coach last Saturday. Did you cry? I had a tear come out of my eyes. You did? Yeah, because it was my first game win, and I, and I won it because, you know, it was my first game. And then I was thinking about my boy who passed away in 03, who wasn't here to enjoy it. You got your um, wrist, wristband on? Yeah, you know, all my folks. So it's like, you know, that right there to me was just like a good time for me. You know what I mean? My mom was there. My family was there. So it was a great situation. So, but, you know, it is what it is. People want to find something and, and cry and oh whatever man stop you I don't, stop I, crying about it that's what their problem is I don't think there should be no I don't think there should be crying in sports really because it, you work well, tell, you, tell little kids that don't cry then that's what you do no nah, I'm not gonna tell a little kid I'm talking I'm gonna tell the grown man that's playing professional sports not to cry I'm not gonna tell a little kid to cry not to cry uh, but you could teach them like if you leave if you leave everything out on the field all everything out on the court everything out on the ice what what are you crying about. What are you crying about? Now, if you win a championship, like you said, you won your first game as a head coach, you, okay, you got a little watery because you was thinking about something else. You was thinking about your boy who was not there with you when y'all started this stuff. Now, you crying because you lost the game. What more could you have done to help them win that football game? You cry, go, go play another sport. Or don't play. Or, or get your team together. Get the but guys see, around but, you. But I'm saying, though, we always, we as, okay, we as uh, a African-American men. The word crying in athlete, athletics. No, I understand us, that. I understand what you're saying. Different, it's a different um, matter than it is with everybody else outside of our society. And our society is athletes. I'm going to talk about crying, tears coming out your eyes, you in the locker room. But again, we didn't see anyone crying. No, no, I'm not saying that. You talking about the, I'm talking about the heat, right? Right, I'm talking about the heat, too. We didn't see no one crying. So all I'm saying is Fulcher might have been talking about he crying because it's been a different totally meaning than what everybody else took it. Well, talking about not boo-hoo crying, but just tears coming out or just crying. You know, just crying. You know how you get there. You'd be whining and more whining and crying. Stop yeah. crying over there because, you, you know, whining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I said. But this is the problem that we have when expectations are too high. I mean, a four-game losing streak at this junction with the record they have right now. I mean, look at the record. I mean, it's an excellent record, you know, compared to any other team in the East Coast, you know, that's really around that, you know, that, that four, five, six, seven seat. But this is a team that was just put together this year. They weren't expected to win the championship this year. Maybe compete in the playoffs, yes. I really didn't have them going past the second round. But here's Jeff Van Gundy, 72-0, 82-0, 82-0. It's the media who put all this expectation on these players to go out here, win every game, and just crown them the Eastern Conference champions and the NBA champions this year. It, it, it can't happen. They just put you were one of together. Them. They got the jail. <laughs> you were one of them. And they put that pressure on themselves, them. too. I mean, LeBron sat up there and said, we're going to win not one, not two, not three, not four. They is expecting to win something this year just because they got together. You and, know what? You know, as you see, it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, I, I – um. I'm expecting these guys to win, but not right because you got you got to you have to jail these guys. Were, when they came together, they were getting hurt in camp. Dwayne set out for a while. I think uh, uh, Bosch might have set out for three days. It took forever for Mike Miller to come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's, do, let's, let's well let's let's. Then he had trades. You crowned him, Ken. 
Well, they they going to win some championships if they stay together, but you can see the frustration on D-Wade's face. He's not taking these final shots. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and finish up with the Heat. Talk about Ken Lakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, this is the Kwame Lodge of the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We got a guest, Andre Smith. We'll be back in two minutes. Maybe one. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Arms. Welcome back to the Quan Lasso Sports. Do we gotta hear that mess today? We have to hear that. What's wrong with my voice, man? Y'all don't like my voice? My voice don't do it, they don't do anything for y'all? No, it don't do nothing for nobody. Okay, I'll change it up a little bit. I'll I make, exactly. make it more sexier. Right now, okay? I'll make it more sexier for y'all if, y'all, right, if it don't do anything for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we're talking about this Miami Heat. Wade insists that the Heat is fine after those emotional loss. I watched the New York Knicks when Melo and Stoudemire did the thing to them, but I think the key part to that game was uh, was uh, Chauncey Billups. Uh, I watched the um, the game they lost to uh, – they was up by 24 points to Orlando – they lose that game. I watched the Chicago game, and speaking of Chicago, are they a team that's for real? I think they're number two seed in the East. Nah, not after the way they came in here last week and played uh, Atlanta and, and jumped up 14 nothing on, on Atlanta Hawks and, and had the lead going all the way into the last three minutes of the game, and it just, just blew it. And this you is know what? Atlanta Hawks I'm, favorite, I'm not going to talk about basketball on this show again until playoffs. And, and, night, and Josh Smith. And just blew it. One game, Ken? Come on, dude. Seriously? One yeah, game? Well, well no, not right now because they came and played Atlanta last week. <laughs> they healthy now, too. They got all their players back. And they've been keeping up without Boozer and without Joe Kim Noah. Now they're both back in the lineup. And Thank they, you, they look stronger. They're on the roll. I mean, yeah, they Thank lost you, to Atlanta the other night. But... They, I mean, you that's can't that's. Dre, do us a favor. But, Separate yourself from that bum next to you, please. But you know what? That's Rose doing. <laughs> Rose, Rose, hey, Rose. This is a guy who's always talking about picking the uh, the opposite team who ends up winning the championship anyway. So you you're just what? Oh for what? Oh for twenty? You just oh for twenty against anything I always pick. Because you because you're on Kobe nutsack. That's why. 
Really? I called the Super Bowl. I called the NBA championship. Come on, college. You, you just you just all for four. I I tell you what, that's what I think the Chicago Bulls gonna get teams problems. I, I I like what Rose did, and that when they had those injuries, he kept those games. He was the college for that team. He kept those guys right in the thick of things, right in the conversation, and that's why he's being mentioned as the MVP of the league uh, right now because of what when, he did. When we're talking about what can what a team can do. It's like this. What can you do when it counts? Regular season is exactly what it is, the regular season. Get into the playoffs, and let's see if you can win you a seven-game series. Well, Ken, Ken, that goes to you. That's what uh, Kobe said. The Eastern Conference we're talking about, most of their wins are coming against teams under 500. Let's not forget that. (laughs) There's only three teams teams under 200. Boston is still cream of the crop. And after that, it's really a toss-up between two and three. You can either go with Chicago. You I want to see the Lakers make it, to the, make it out the first round. Me, after two, after one, really two to four, it's really a toss-up. And after that, five, six, seven. Y'all will eight. not be in the finals this year, Ken. Who, who, who's not going to be in the finals? I mean, the Lakers on, will not man. be in the finals this, is the this year. Typical same old Eastern Conference where the the, the Lakers will not be in the finals this year. Okay, well look, who's coming out the West? Every team in the in the West Coast is going to get in. 50-plus wins. The Lakers won't be in the finals this year. Well, the Lakers but, beat San Antonio, who has the best record in the league uh, this year. But, but Kobe said that's really not so much of a statement. They went out there to win a basketball game, and that's what you. they did. Um, so, so who's coming yeah. out the West with that? With that, I think it was like a 20-point debacle they had these guys in San Antonio. They pummeled these guys. I mean, this was a statement game. I was just telling somebody, I said, look, the real Laker team who's going to challenge for the Western Conference Championship, the NBA Championship, who's going to make a run through the playoff, this game right here was going to be the game to determine what kind of team this Laker team is. So what y'all call what y'all call the the, the, the loss to Cleveland? What y'all call that? I mean, uh, we weren't there to play. Healthy. We were tired. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point, uh, Coach. Now, they weren't even healthy. Can you tell me that, kid? Well, you Laker fans. Oh, my God. Team we were just tired. We had a little time in late that night. Just one time in game. Game. You remember Come something. on, dude. They've been bringing Bynum along. Oh, now it's Bynum's fault. Bynum's fault. Bynum is just, okay, look. Bynum was, yeah, he was healthy. And when Bynum's healthy, that's a totally different team. Obviously. He hasn't really been healthy until after the All-Star game. Remember, this guy just came back right before the All-Star game. What, four or five games before the All-Star game? And now this man is finally healthy. And look, after the All-Star game, 7-0, and and he's a beast. Now he's in 15-17 boards a game with this new Chuck Person defense they're running. I think uh, out of the East, out of the East, you got Boston. Uh, like you say, you can go between two and three with Miami and Chicago. That's, that's, a, that's where it's going to stop right there. Then out the West, you got San Antonio and the Lakers. Who who's uh, who else is going to compete out there? You got San Antonio. You got the Lakers. Don't Dallas about the Denver Nuggets. This you can forget is about a them. Dangerous it, team. You can forget about them. They, oh, wow, Carmelo, that again. is a dangerous team that I don't think nobody in the first round wants to play. A seven game series. You got Dallas. You still got Oklahoma City. And don't and that Portland team is a definitely a dangerous team. I wouldn't play as a fourth seed or a fifth seed. I think Oklahoma's probably Y'all the most. Y'all won't make out the first, the second round, Ken. Y'all won't make the finals this year. Oklahoma might be more dangerous than the um, uh, Denver Nuggets with the addition of the Perkins. Yeah, I think sir. I think they would be Oklahoma City Thunder will be a shock to everybody, a surprise team in the. In I don't. The know. It won't be no shock. They 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 had they got the weapons there, but when they, they added Perkins, the when they added Perkins, Los Angeles. 
when they added Perkins, that that took their team to another level. I don't yeah, know no, how. I don't think I don't think Lakers. If Lakers have to play the Oklahoma City Thunder first round, Lakers will not. Lakers Lakers played Oklahoma right after that trade. They went into Oklahoma and pummeled them. Yeah. Ooh. But he still played. He was still hurt. No, he played that game. Who 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 you say played that game? Sam, uh, Kendrick Perkins. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. I don't he think he played that game. He got traded from Boston, so he didn't play. No, he didn't play in that game. He was, still on, he, he, was still on the, he was still on the sideline, but I think he's. I think his first game is coming up. I think that was probably one of the worst trades that Oklahoma could have made was to get rid of Jeff Green. This man is a six foot eight. I mean, this man is a, a utility man. This is a, a man that can play one, two, three, four, five uh, positions on the court right there. At six eight, he's long. He's versatile. He's a, a mismatch. He's like a Lamar Odom. I mean, it's like nobody can really stick this man. I mean, he's such a defensive presence and an offensive scorer. I think that's really going to come back and bite him in the butt because you're going to miss out on 15 to 20-some points a game, uh, maybe five or six rebounds, six, seven assists that, that uh, Jeff Green could have gave you. Kendrick Perkins is not going to give you that. We talked about uh, – let, let me move on. we got like a minute and a half left. Uh, we talked bad about Kevin Love. Uh, Love over there. What is he, in Minnesota? Yeah. yeah, we talk bad about this guy, but do you see the numbers he's putting up? He has 51 straight games of double-doubles. Now, of course, he's the guy over there in that on that team that's 15 and 50. Name somebody else on that team. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He's the guy over there, but he's having he's having to do all the work. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk bad about him. He shouldn't have been an all-star, this and that, but when you, got the, when you do these numbers like that, those are all-star numbers. And, I mean, he's putting up 20-20 games and 30-30 games, like stuff that you don't see on a regular basis, and he's done it consistently all season. Right. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Even though there's nobody else on that team, he's, he's taking that team on his back, and he's pretty much, you know, made, them, made people look at him just because of him. And if you – well, you're going to beat, you're gonna beat the uh, Tim Wolves anyway, but if you really want to stop a guy, then you can double-team this guy, but he's still putting up double-doubles which is outstanding. Now, I was one of the guys, too. I'm like, yeah, no, he's not an all-star. You could have you got somebody else, and we did talk about other guys. You could have, Yeah, we could have placed uh, other guys in that all-star game. But, but you can't argue with the numbers. The numbers are what they are, even, in, even though he's the go-to guy on that team. And he probably, his contract, he got one more year on his contract. If they don't build somebody around, that, around this guy, he's probably going to be gone. And he'd probably help out a good team. He's, he looked like a Laker. Oh, he wants to go back west. He wants. He already said it. He played at UCLA. Yeah, he looked like a Laker. Anything to go back and play in in LA. Yeah. Well. And, but it might be with the Clippers though. Mm, him and Blake Lakers. Blake Griffin. And you can you imagine yeah. Kevin Love in the middle with with Blake right there at the number four spot? Yeah. Well, you know what, man? We got to close, man. We got fifteen seconds, man. I appreciate you guys, uh, Dre. Thanks for coming on, man. You're welcome to come on the show anytime, Coach B. As always, keep doing what you're doing over there with the Steel Hawks. Ken from the ATL. Always good, man. With your boss and Kobe. We'll have a good minute with Ken next week. No minute with Ken today. We get it. We we'll get it. Kwame lots of sports. Sometime rich with Ken from the ATL. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.